0: Welcome to the Mom and Dot dot, dot podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and
1: Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses. From your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot 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 podcasts. I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate, and today I am
2: counting down the hours to early action college application deadlines for, for my daughter, not for me, and, and for in slightly related news, I am 50% Reese's Peanut Butter Cups today, so.
1: You're the reason we couldn't find any Halloween candy today. <gasps> yes. We went to buy it today. It's too late. Costco. As we're recording, it is Halloween,
0: and they're out. <laughs>
1: Costco's the place. <laughs> and I'm Missy Stephens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster child advocate. And this week, wife of an old guy, we are celebrating Mark's Big Five O. And it has me thinking about my own milestone birthday, which is coming later. I'm not as old as he is. (laughs) And I'll talk about that more in the Look, Listen, Learns. But this week, we are really excited to be chatting with Becky Blades. Becky is a mom and dot, 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 writer, artist, entrepreneur, and philosopher of creative, adventurous living. Since selling her first company, an award-winning communications firm, Becky has devoted her energy to studying and sharing what she has coined Stardustry, the art of creative initiative. She wrote and illustrated Start More Than You Can Finish, a creative permission slip to unleash your best ideas, named a must-read by the Next Big Idea Club, and the bestseller Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone, advice your mom would give if she thought you were listening, which I just ordered, (laughs) ordered a stack, Yeah. named best books of 2014 and one of the top 100 indie releases by Kirkus Reviews. Becky has written for Oprah.com, The Huffington Post, Live Happy, Scary Mommy, and more. Her mixed media artwork is in public and private collections around the world, and she is an active advocate for the arts and entrepreneurship. Becky earned her bachelor's degree at the University of Missouri School of Journalism, and she studied sculpture, welding, painting, and printmaking at the Kansas City Art Institute. Welcome! So glad to be here. Oh, well,
2: we are so excited to be talking with you. I mean... There's I I cannot believe we've not discovered each other until this point. We were just talking oh, about I that. I uh, was so much so much commonality, so many yeah. similar interests and loves. So just really excited to learn more about you. So we did hear a little bit about you and your bio, but can you dive in a little deeper about where your career started,
3: how it's progressed, if parenting had any impacts along the way? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as the bio said, I I started in journalism school. And journalism is such a good degree because you have to be a generalist. I didn't even know that. I I went into journalism because I got an easy scholarship because my mom was <laughs> a typesetter for the Kansas City Star. But nice. I, I came out and I got journalism jobs and then I got marketing jobs and I had seven jobs in seven years, which would tell you that I'm not a super great or grateful employee. Uh, I moved around a lot. And then when I wanted to have kids, I was 30 and I had seen a lot of agencies all run by dudes and I thought I could do it better. And also if I wanted to have kids, I needed to have the flexibility I wanted. So I started a company, ran it for 13 years and uh, was able to sell it when I just, you know, one of your recent speakers, I think Robbie Crawford was talking about, yes. the, yeah, multi, um, even though in agency business, you can start new things every day, new mm-hmm. things for clients. But I did want to sell that business. It was a good time because I wanted to do more artwork and the stress of that and kids in middle school. So yes, yes, yes. I I forget what was the motivator core. Yes. <laughs> Saturday soccer games was the motivator. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, that didn't last long, but it was just that happened. And Mm -hmm. I remember I got about a year of doing the things I wanted, like writing the great American novel, not um, (laughs) at at least (laughs) developing a writing habit and playing in my studio and helping other people that I had not been helping for a long time. So I remember one time the 13-year-old, Came into my studio after school and she just, in kind of a huffy way, is only a 13 year old. I was ready to say, 13 <laughs> year old special gift. <laughs> like, mom, what are you now? Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> let's unpack that. Like, why are you asking? Well, I mean, you used to be a business person and now I guess you're an artist, but I, I had a business suit on. I was going out to a meeting, but now you're going to start this. Company was what are you what are you? And my other daughter from the other room hollered, she's a stardist. <sighs> <laughs> Start stuff. And uh, <laughs> I felt like that was an insult, like well, <laughs> you know, I finished stuff too. But we started <laughs> tossing that word around at our house. And I was starting things for about 10 years. So I was in my late 40s then. So, through my 50s, we kept tossing that word around. And I was doing things like I I started a couple small businesses. One was an accessories company using French lace to make fancy high dollar things like wedding garters. And I started a tour company and I started a, you know, we all have to do real estate once in our life. (laughs) We think that's how we're going to get rich. So, I did that and I made art. And at some point, I started hearing voices around me saying, you know, what are you doing? And it, grownups. <laughs> the grown-ups. Yes, not just 13-year-olds. <laughs> like, right. Do you, like, did you finish that thing? Are you finishing? Mm. I thought you were doing this company. And, you know, the answer was yes to all of it. I did start that thing and maybe I finished it. So maybe I have three plates spinning and you should too. Or maybe the answer was no, you know. I found out when I did that that I don't like that, and I stopped yeah. doing that. and And so all those answers were okay with me, but I still felt, you know, kind of the shame dripping from people. And I'm, um, I'm raising kids in the meantime, and I have creative kids. So they were not visually creative because, no, 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 they did not care one whit about the studio space I had. Uh, of course. Down. <laughs> They're performance creative and right and they're both mm-hmm. writers. So, you know, I was just I just really looked at my modeling and about that time somewhere at the crown chronology's lost. But I had a senior in high school. So two daughters. The oldest one hit her first day of her senior year. And now my life is is at home. I work, but that you guys know that morning, first day of school. Now one's driving. So Uh they go to school together Mm -hmm. in their car. Yep. You know, you're there, but you're not. So there's this craziness. And then they get out of the house and the contrast is stark. It's dead silence. I mean, like your life is chaos. One second that door closes. If you have a garage, you hear that door close too. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then you're stuck with you. And (laughs) like, Oh, my gosh. And of course, they were the oldest one who is very ambitious, was stressful. It was the year of college applications um, and she had big goals. And so what she's thinking is she's already overwhelmed and I'm overwhelmed for her. Plus, I am dealing with that, oh my gosh, this is the first day of the last year. You know, we start playing those games. I mean, like yeah. every first and everything. Oh, yeah. The last <laughs> of the, the first lasts. and the first of the <laughs> last. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I uh, just leaned into the grief. Anyway, yeah. that's when I started the book, Do Your Laundry or You'll Die Alone. Although I didn't <laughs> know I was starting it. I just started journal entries and I pivoted to humor. You know, I started with poor me every morning. <laughs> and then I started with bad me, bad me. Oh. She doesn't even know how to do her laundry. She doesn't even know how to keep a calendar. You know, I have missed some stuff. Then the resolve. I-, I have work to do. I have one year, TikTok. I'm going to teach the stuff. I'm going to model the stuff. And we know how that goes. We put too much stress on it, and um, they don't want to hear it from us.
1: They yeah, not Yeah, that's to hear why
3: it. I got the book. Yeah, yeah that's, that's
1: why I bought a stack of books. I'm giving it to everybody I know. <laughs> Here, this lady says,
2: <laughs> They occasionally listen. I know because no, it's not it even goes to... in. They don't listen." It got, yeah it they'll go, either get, die maybe. alone or they're going to get kicked out of their dorm by their roommate who's like this is <laughs> disgusting <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i know i love one of your tips is like everybody appreciates neatness like, yeah your right. roommate might be kind of messy but they still appreciate neatness so
3: you cannot be a slob yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the people who don't have to live with you you know might not want to just see how that goes i know i've been
2: looking at the dorm prices for like the singles and the double rooms and stuff and part of me is just like not even for my daughter like i don't want the luxury for her but i'm just like there's some other student out there who should not have to deal <laughs> with
1: them. i lived with the messiest girl oh. i think she was an only child and she had like a wing in her home so she oh. had a homework room and a bedroom and an entertainment room and a giant oh. bathroom is all hers and we well, moved into a dorm room shoebox oh, and her geez. stuff would just, I would call it exploding. And every once in a while I would open the door and I go, Jennifer friend, you have exploded. It's time <laughs> to clean it up. Like <laughs> oh I can barely God. open the door to our room and I'm a very tidy person. So of course it made me oh, extra nuts, no, no. but no. like, do you see how all my things have a place, find a place for your stuff. But oh
2: my it's gosh. hard. Like, it's also like a good lesson.
3: Mom. So oh my that God, was listen. your lots in parenting teens. You've got, you got at least a lesson. Yes. Because, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And I learned don't tips. give them that much
1: of their own space because they don't know how to take care of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether I would, what I would say now of, you know, advise somebody, get a single or a double. I don't know. T- uh, all Taylor's roommates were worse than her. And oh you guys, God. that is saying so much.
2: I know I want oh. the bonding for her, but I, I just know, like, we were just talking about the Irma Bombeck conference and stuff. Missy and I met because we are the perfect roommates for each other. Yes. We can, we can oh. like be like chat, 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 chat. And then we're just like, it's like, we're alone in the room. We know <laughs> when to be like, I just need you to be a plant and just sit there and like,
1: and just don't acknowledge me. You look at your phone. I'm going to look at my phone. Yes. We're going to sleep.
2: <laughs> but there is something about just having a space to just retreat to when everything's crazy. And I'm like, if yeah. her only place to retreat to is this dorm. And I, mine was easy because I was with my best friend and, you know, we mm. had had six years of mastering how we interacted with each other. But, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Okay, seriously, we could talk about that book for right. a month right. and a half. Yes. So <laughs> everybody we are, go get it, especially we are gonna... <laughs> if you
1: have kids about yes. to launch. We right. just, yeah. we
2: just ordered it. We're going to have you back on to talk specifically oh, okay. about that book. But, but uh, so what but we are the were... story,
3: I'll, I'll pick up and I'll make it fast. So that book, Turned out to be so successful. It, it, well, it turned out to be a book, first of all. I'm I'm uh I decided to zip it, not tell her the things I was writing, quit making the year a lesson, just enjoy the year. And then I consolidated it and sent into 50 pages and emailed it to her on her first day of college. Oh. <laughs> no. A week with the subject line, do your laundry or you'll die alone. Because it needed to get through the noise of her freshman email box. Yeah. So I sent it. She, about three days later, she wrote back, mom, this is funny. I think it's funny. My roommates think it's funny. It should be your first book because she knew I'd started a couple books. Yeah. It should be your first book and you should put your art in it. And you should have it done by the time Tess graduates. That's oh, great, my gosh. Yeah. So my Startistic daughter gave me that assignment. And you cannot turn down a challenge from your kid. I mean, that's no. the ultimate modeling, right? So and I couldn't say it's the most beautiful story. I love that. So I did, and I didn't have time to get a mainstream publisher because of time. So that was such a great experience. It was so creative. It was you know, that answer of creating inside a box with those parameters, mm-hmm. I was so much more creative and it, it inspired this idea for the second book. So really I was working on the second book. It's like all of these starts, some of the art in the book, most of it I had sold, but I started an illustrated book and I didn't even know it. We're we're all starting, you're starting your books right now You're because yeah. we we start where we are with the most passionate thing in our lives, which is very often our kids. Um, Certainly the people we love evoke the most creativity and emotion. So I just started exploring that. And I decided when my kids were both gone, that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with creative, startistic people. And we all don't think we're creative, but I'm talking about inventors, entrepreneurs, and, and, you know, we all are creative, but the people Mm -hmm. who know it are the best people to hang with. And what I learned from being with those people really wrote this book, the key point of which is that we are not made up of our biggest finishes and our our billion-dollar corporate exits or our masterpieces in the getty we are (laughs) made up of everything we start because it turns up somewhere but at the very least it turns up in us to not act on our ideas is to deprive ourselves of ourselves so that that's what this book is about and it's my old age plan I'm going to be talking about (laughs) it for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) because it'll get me around people like you and and that's you know, I think that's a good old age plan or stay young plan. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm my just gosh. I love embracing the starts. Oh, yeah. I think that we get so
1: hung up on the finishes. Mm-hmm.
2: That,
1: I mean, I resonated so much with the book. And as soon as I read it, I looked at my husband and said, you have to read this because we talk Uh all the time about things we're like well we let's not do that now because we can't finish it or let's not do that now because we don't know how to finish it Mm -hmm. It Mm it's a regular conversation in our house and it was just mind-blowing to me so I tell me
3: why is it is he more of a finisher or are you more of a finisher I'm more of a finisher it's so
1: weird we're both perfectionists about very different things so Mm -hmm. then our perfectionism goes (laughs) (laughs) and It doesn't happen. He really wants all the information before he does anything, Mm -hmm. anything.
0: Well, the the text you sent me,
2: Missy, was about this idea of letting go of needing to produce excellence and just producing uh, nothing. And I, it's, it's. Well put. Well, Well, Missy put it that way. She sent me the text of it today. And I was like, that's it. Like, why do we feel like we we end up doing nothing because we insist on perfection? Yeah. If Mark can't
1: see the perfect finished product in his mind, he really doesn't want to start it.
2: Uh
0: And
1: I am a little more inclined to start things and feel my way through them. I'm more of if sometimes I see the mess along the way and it just Causes me to put the brakes on because I'm not emotionally ready for the mess along the way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> between the two <laughs> of us, think we that. have a hard
3: time getting things done. <laughs> so compare that to like think of of mastering a skill. Then you're almost kind of saying, "Oh, I won't play the guitar if I can't master it." And now Malcolm Gladwell has told us we need ten thousand hours of practice. So if we made our kids do that, I mean, just think what we're loading on people if we say. Only excellence counts. Yeah. Um, You know, what's so so beautiful about kid art is its naivete and its um, freshness. And, you know, so for scientists or for inventors and business people, I think call it an experimentation instead of imperfection. Yeah, there's joy and beauty in that experimentation. And there's joy in
1: playing the guitar just kind of. Like if you can hammer out a couple tunes, like I can, I can play a few Christmas tunes on the piano and my family all makes fun of me. They're like, is it time for up on the rooftop? And I'm like, you betcha. It's the one I know. And It might be March, but we're playing it. (laughs) This is the song I can play, but there's some joy in that. And that's fun. And that feeds me for a minute. And that gives everybody something to laugh about. And There's no reason to be like, well, that's all I can play. So I will never touch the piano. But see, you
3: know enough to write a song now. Because as I discovered writing, you know how you're writing stuff and you say like, "Ooh, I said that." Um, <laughs> I didn't want to get good at it. I just wanted to get something done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: so I wanted to write a song, and I do not know two notes. I don't. I took the same music classes in grade school. We all did, but music doesn't sink in. But anyways, mm-hmm. but I found a musician to help me just so I could write a song. But you know enough. Because my husband says, if you know three chords, you can write every country western song. That's (laughs) probably true. (laughs) But you know enough. You could, like, write a song. You could have an idea for a song and pick something out, you know. So just a little bit of a lot of skills, Mm -hmm. I think, is such a treasure. And if I could go back, you know, and parent again, I'd, I'd let my kids do a little more you know, smorgasbord tasting. Mm-hmm. The schools, mm-hmm. But oh. they had to get on the club teams, you know, because they might get a college scholarship. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, that's, the smorgasbord idea, I,
2: this little thought gets into my head every once in a while. The story of Bill, the 47 year old guy who like just accidentally discovered like he's the most amazing artist and never knew it until he was 47 and like that's this combination of my greatest hope and my biggest nightmare is like (laughs) what if i am secretly like the most magical oboe player in the world and i'll just never know it like so i do feel and that's why i made my kids do a lot of things growing up because i'm like you're just never gonna know like maybe you are the best kid at karate or softball or whatever and you just don't know until you don't try it i mean Oh, or you
3: love, or you just love it. And you're the, you're the, like the kid of my daughter's basketball team who's, who, (laughs) it's not (laughs) not the best. We can edit it out if necessary. Loved it. And they loved having her there. She was so happy to be part of the basketball team. And like some teams would have tried to, you know, get her off the bench. No, 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 no. And (laughs) to think that we could love something and not be super good at it. Now, I'm one of those people like, I can't imagine that. So that's my hang up. The finished product, I can handle a lot because I'm just like, eh, I got other stuff to do. This painting, this is where it's going to be. So people with a lot to do can can leave things a little more unfinished or mm-hmm. maybe we just make our peace with that. Um, I would love to talk a little bit. You do an inventory in the book
1: of, or you talk about doing an inventory of everything you've started. And at first, when I read that, my chest, like, constricted and i I thought oh my gosh that must have been awful but as i kept reading i discovered how beautiful it was so i would love to talk about what you discovered in this inventory of the unfinished
3: yeah well you know since i do art there's a lot of you know college uh portfolios and old drawings which i could probably not do today because you know i was in practice and i Mm -hmm. you know those things take practice muscle but you know, sometimes you do things and you think you're trying to help yourself, but there's some some subconscious part of you that's trying to scare yourself straight.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: I, I can't think of another example, but this one, but I thought, okay, if I go back and look at all this stuff, it'll be cleansing and I'll see what I really loved. But what I was really doing was punishing myself. I was trying to punish myself because I felt I was at a place where I hadn't, Started anything big, and I had been to some things where I felt less important than I used to feel, you know, Mm. when I was running a company. But what I found was wow, for everything, everything I started, you know, I tried to remember, gosh, what made me get out paint, which is a big production, or buy paint and Mm -hmm. do this. And here's this half finished blouse. Did I ever really like this color? Or mm-hmm. I could sew a sleeve. I didn't know I could sew a sleeve. <laughs> 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 or look what my mom saved from when I was 12. Aww. Like it it pretty it soon became to, hey, I'm pretty cool. Look what I did in mm-hmm. the first 20 years. And then business wise, I found, I found vision statements for businesses that somebody should definitely start. (laughs) And some of them I remembered, wow. Yeah, I did this because I was working for this company and they were doing all this stuff wrong. And so I envisioned a company where I would do all this stuff right. Mm -hmm. But then I could see how that mental processing ultimately showed up in the business that I did build. It didn't turn out to be this consulting company It turned out to be a PR firm, but the same kind of customer service standards and passion showed up later. I started that accessories company I told you about. I went all the way to getting a showroom. I spent thousands of dollars, hundreds of hours. But when I found out that for a fashion company, you have to do a new line every year, (laughs) I (laughs) so fast said no thank you Um, (laughs) I sold the inventory I had I saved the stuff left over for myself and my daughter's weddings I had not one regret yeah because it was so fun if I had not done something with that passion that I had for French lace I would still be thinking about it now. I would still be thinking, mm. I guarantee you, I would still be thinking, okay, that's what I'll do when I'm 70. And, and I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything else. And I'm maybe my husband will be dead and I'll have enough money to hire people. <laughs> <laughs> I would really be hanging on to that idea. So I think about who like what idea what ideas do you guys have that because in my research I found everybody has one if you ask them the right way. Yeah. So if you had enough of something, what would you start? Oh my gosh. Well, I love that question
1: because it's that we operate in that scarcity place a lot of times that I don't have what I need. And you talk a lot about maybe you just need enough to start. And mm-hmm. I had I have this fantasy of owning like a makerspace that is also mm-hmm a coffee shop and a bookstore. It's a lot. Oh, come but here, we'll do it. Uh, and <laughs> you could do that in Austin.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: I want a place where people can come and like hang out and feed their bodies, but also then go feed their passions. And my husband's a woodworker. So it kind <laughs> of allows us to have these amazing big tools that we don't have a space for in our house.
2: Yes. And then
1: other people don't have spaces for those things in their houses. So they can- Come use the big tools. Anybody listening, don't steal my idea. That's my, <laughs> that's my oh, dream. Or do so, it with me. <laughs> do it. I will do it with you. I'm a co-investor. It's yes. done. You heard
3: it on the air. Oh. I will, you know. And we so, don't and have
1: that. enough to make that happen right now. Like we don't have the financial resources to buy mm-hmm. gigantic tools right now, but we maybe have enough to
3: start the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe build a little she shed in the back that has enough c- coffee. For two <laughs> yeah. and um okay we to be continued because that's kind of except for the food part because i can't cook i could take the husband i won't steal the <laughs> idea because i have the husband of yeah all that uh woodworking stuff if i could have access to that oh yeah
1: well, the world. It's amazing. Talk about starting and not finishing though, because yeah. he doesn't always have time to finish. He has a full-time job. Yeah. So we sometimes have to, I have to put the voices out of my head because people do the, is that finished mm-hmm. yet? Oh, why is this room all boxed up and a mess? And it's been like that since the last time I was in your house six mm-hmm. months ago. Well, it's not finished. Right. Yeah, We're in progress. Somewhere. Yeah. It's interesting that when we
2: talk about like the finishing, there's kind of finishing in the sense of expertise, like you're talking about learning how to play guitar. And then there's finishing in the sense of like you do have this box in your living room that like it's just sitting there reminding you that you have yeah. not finished it for years and years. But we talk a lot about how no experience is wasted. And you're always using something to get to the next step. So I just do think that even though you may not be doing that particular project, that's this dream project. I think that everything you're doing today, the stuff that you're doing for organizing 8,000 swim meets is the type of organization (laughs) and shit togetherness that like you need to do in order to run a business. I just I don't know it's all it's like training for a marathon kind of thing I think you're getting getting your what is it your creativity cardiovascular system (laughs) in shape so that you're ready for that next thing even though it Mm -hmm. may not be directly related so I don't know I I I I love that
1: part in the book talking about turning pro like you Mm -hmm. kind of have to turn pro at idea generation
3: absolutely I mean you know the it was in the very final stages of the book that I learned, um, watch a podcast called uh, Slow Term Multitasking. It's, it's a famous author. I can't think of his name, but he just talks about how the biggest artists and scientists had these huge things going on for their whole lives, like that Einstein on his deathbed was still working on the theory of relativity or yeah. another stage Ooh. of it. So the problem with your room, which I love that you have a work in progress, is that if 80% of the people shame you about it, that's the problem. It's not, you know, having a work in progress. Now, since you haven't finished it, if you see this great mirror, when you go shopping, you still have time. You're like, everything you're doing now could contribute to that room because you yeah. haven't sealed it and declared it finished Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. don't touch it now because it's perfect. I mean, our whole lives are works in progress. And, you know, I think it helps with parenting. What if we view our kids because they never will be finished, right? (laughs) They are our most beautiful creations. They are works in progress. They are masterpieces. And Sometimes we just have to let go and do something else. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. You know, it was so interesting. When I was reading the book, I literally wrote down the question, how do we know when it's idea that we should start or if it's just a distraction? from the thing mm. we should be starting. And literally I turned the page and you had the quote, one person's starting step can be another person's avoidance ploy. <laughs> and So I need to know how to tell the difference.
3: Is there a handy method of being able to differentiate? Well, the the good answer is practice. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you start more, you start to know an age. Like if we start this room before we finish this one, that's an avoidance ploy, we're doing right. that thing. But, two examples for that are talking about things and research. We can research something to death. We can, you know, stay on Pinterest forever and ever finding, you know, I want to do something just like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Could be, is very likely an an avoidance ploy. The way we can Mm -hmm. handle that is kind of give ourselves a deadline and it's usually perfectionism. So lean in and make a first draft that is as sloppy as possible or as fast as possible mm-hmm. um, the reason that not finished has a bad reputation is because or not started is that um, people talk about their ideas and you know they want feedback and what they really want to do is talk about them and I think we should have a place to talk about good ideas that we're never yeah. going to start but if you're just <laughs> talking about it and you know, maybe you should be talking somebody else into starting it because you probably don't want to start it. And (laughs) the best example of that is a book. You know, I found that 80% of people want to start books, but they don't really want to start books. They don't want to write books. They want to have a book written. They they think that'd be cool and they think they have enough to say to be in a book. But the process of writing a book is hideous to them. (sighs) Having a podcast like this it's hideous to me. <laughs> and I have a said to myself a million times, gosh, like, because this is so much fun. I would love to. I should have a podcast. I could have this guest and this guest. But the scheduling and the work that goes into it mm-hmm. and then having to show up at a certain time. <laughs> oh, I mean, I will never do it. And if I ever try, please call me. There will we'll be. Stop you could just come we'll talk t- on ours. Just come okay. our guest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. The discerning what we should start, um, discerning a good idea from a bad one, I think that's why we need to practice because it's mm-hmm. like anything. Trusting our gut, and we teach our kids this too about relationships. You know, there are a lot of things that sound titillating at the beginning, partly because of their novelty, but yeah. then we start to learn. Hey, I'd be great at that. <laughs> you know, you we we start to have a gut, and then we need to use the starting process which is we have the idea we think it through what will it take how will it impact our lives and then the third step is make a decision and that should be done quickly and the fourth step is action we do all those things simultaneously a lot of people don't act on their ideas because they can't decide and they mm-hmm. it's not that they decide not to start it's they decide not to decide so the mm. the first thing we can do is let's just decide to decide. How do we do that? Well, we make rules for ourselves. Like one year I made a decision that if something seems possible, I kind of cleared the deck on my calendar and I was writing this book. So I said, I'm going to write this book. If somebody makes a challenge for me to start something, and it won't sound like a challenge, it'll sound like, would you chair this event? Whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to say yes. So that was my rule. And I said yes a lot. In that year, I wrote a song. I did a sold-out comedy show. I did a comedy reading for my daughter's uh, (laughs) comedy club. Anyway, I did all these things because my rule was I got to say, is to say yes. And some people that I've coached have done things like I'll say yes to my idea unless blah, 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 or if I can afford it blah, blah, blah. If I can do it within two weeks, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, and so you make a rule. So you just kind of make one decision. It's like that eating decision, you know, <laughs> make mm-hmm. it once. I mm-hmm. I don't eat candy. That process then pushes us into a happier part of the process. So once we decide we have to take action and then, you know, it puts us back to imagining once we do the first thing that we know how to do then our imaginations kick in, which is the thing that gives us endorphins and dopamine. And um, and this whole starting process, especially to creative people, it's self-perpetuating. It gives us momentum. It gives us excitement. And then we just want to figure out how to keep going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if we are just very happy and not ashamed to pull the plug when we have our satisfaction from it, then we just make room for the next thing.
1: So that's a great point that not being ashamed. Shame is such an idea killer. And it kills even sharing the ideas because you think, well, I don't want to tell anybody I had this and did nothing with it. Yeah. That's crazy. When you when you talk say it like that, that's crazy. Just <laughs> Or you pre-shame the not
2: finishing. Like I don't want to bring out this idea because I know that if I don't finish it, then they're gonna know that I had the idea and didn't finish it. And, and that's a thing. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's yeah. preemptive pre-shame. I, believe, I like the it. shame. <laughs> <laughs> but what if we all had friends who said that we're all startists and we knew it and we met for coffee every two weeks and instead of shaming it, we said, Hey, I have this idea to start a podcast and I've already declared I'll I'll never do that. And people said <laughs> Great. Like, tell me who's going to be your first guest, you know? (laughs) also going to be your last guest? (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be your only guest on your only show? (laughs) Yeah, lean into it. Or or what if, like, started putting unfinished paintings on the wall? Because, and people think they're finished. Or a pop-up book club. I wanted to start a book club. Well, I love the pop-up store. Yeah. You know, because that means... Yeah, I'm doing this this weekend, <laughs> not as a career. Yeah. You just pop up, start something. But the point is, if we're around people and supported by people that give us the joy of that idea when it arrives, mm-hmm. before we talk ourselves out of it, and that's the other thing about the starting process, is that think part, it's one of the four steps, but it should be the shortest because... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. We are, <laughs> doing <that yeah>. wrong? <laughs> we are designed. We are designed to take it out of existence. Yeah. We're designed mm-hmm. to reduce our risk. We're designed for survival, right? So yeah. if we overthink it, we talk ourselves out of it. Or oh. we talk ourselves into putting it off to a more perfect time, or when we're better at that, or when the kids are gone. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, or when I've, I've researched past, it
2: enough, or when I've done this. this. Back, oh my gosh. Yes. Now, and I think that's why this book came into our life at just the perfect point. Cause I think Missy and I are both maybe stuck in the a little bit of that and also in the deciding to decide yeah. <laughs> uh the phase. Yeah, of we're it. kind
1: of on that cusp of like, yeah. We are, our kids are older and we're in that phase. It's part of the reason we started the podcast. Like we're moms and dot dot dot. We maybe have spent two years in the dot 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 thinking. Like, yeah. oh. what are we gonna be moms and
3: but and you're you doing
1: this. Oh, my God. You're doing, doing, you yes. doing.
3: I mean, you're creating a show. Look, you have you have done another thing that is just so good that I can't do I, I anymore. I think I'm uh, is that you have set yourself like a forced statistic habit. Yes. Just lean into it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what, what you want out of life personally, individually, <laughs> but I mean, that, you, makes, that, that makes three of us. Amazing <laughs> thing. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make you feel good if you're tired of doing it or if there's something that you're really longing to do that you don't have time to because of this. Mm-hmm. I think you're doing awesome.
2: No, I think it actually inspires the things that we yes should be doing that we put off doing. I don't think it's taking away from time we would be doing it. I think it's no. actually keeping that fire burning more than anything. I feel like it feeds it. Yeah. And I love that idea the habit. And oh, my gosh, we wanted to talk about that, but we're getting to the end of the show. Um, oh, so okay. yeah, we'll well, ha- y'all got to, you got to go buy the book if you want to learn about how to make this a habit. Um, yeah. tricking your brain into being a stardust. Oh can do it. yeah. I
1: know you wanted to talk about your brain stuff. You know, it. I love to well, talk about neuroscience. I, it. No, I love, it, love it. So
3: everybody get the book, read about it. We'll talk about it on another show.
1: Yeah. This was like, the best talk.
3: I don't know how it could have been better.
2: Oh, so much fun. So uh, let's see. It's time for the look list. Oh no. Before we do look list and learn, so yes. people forget. What is the date that the book comes out? How can people? Get it? Where can they find you? All that good stuff.
3: Yeah, November first. So I think I think by the time this airs, mm-hmm. it'll yeah. be out there, and you can get it anywhere. This all make a push for independent bookstores Yay. because those start us need our support if we want kids to have have bookstores to go to on date night. I love it. It's my favorite date, November first date, date night or November first. No. <laughs> oh, different
1: date. <laughs> <Sorry. Yep. laughs> That's awesome. Uh, date, okay, night. Yes. date night. Date night. Bookstore date night is my favorite kind of oh, okay. date. Yes. November 1st <laughs> is a lovely day, especially <laughs> if you have a book coming out.
2: <laughs> not when it is early uh, action deadlines for college. Oh, yeah. It's that not, is not the greatest day when your
1: kids are applying for college.
2: Oh, yeah. my God. Becky, you would not even believe. My daughter, in addition to doing the college applications, she is a visual artist. So our entire downstairs... Talk about... Paintings not being finished, things that I thought were finished. I'm like, wait a minute, now that has this on it. Bunch of oil paintings drying all over every surface downstairs because the portfolio needs to be uploaded. Well, she's hoping to do it tonight because there's nightmare stories about how they just crash the night of and Uh then you end up missing deadlines and stuff, getting all your artwork. Yeah, she needs to do that
1: tonight early.
2: (sighs) But yes, so there is. There is much artwork that I thought was finished, but apparently is not finished. <laughs> she oh, is yeah. definitely a startist, but she's this week, she's being a finisherist too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just tell her it's finished and you can't think of anything that could be better and that, you know, she could only mess it up from then. I mean, yeah, i you pick your timing, but yeah, start. put the paintbrush
1: down. <laughs> That's my specialty. Anytime I've tried like a painting or craft mm-hmm. or something like that, because I really would love to be able to watercolor. I do not know when to stop. Yeah, know? Like, I just can't. And you then must I add, and then, it, <laughs> and then it's pretty just a soon. puddle. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And the paper is like so wet that it falls apart. And, oh, <laughs> so, my gosh.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I could talk about that forever, too, but. But now it is time for our Look, Listen, Learns. We're going to do a yes. speed round edition. So for anybody who is listening for the first time, our Look, Listen, learn segment, we just spend a couple of minutes talking about what we're reading or watching or learning about. And we don't want to put our guest in the hot seat first. So Missy,
1: do you want to tell us what your Look, Learning, Nope, Look, yeah. Listen, <laughs> Learning this week? I can't talk. Yeah, I'll try to go really fast. Mm. So my look is I binged so quickly. I can't even believe it. I watched Bad Sisters on Apple TV.
2: Oh, I and haven't seen that
1: yet. It's all out now. And so I did a couple episodes a day. It's great. Very fun. And I love, now I, her name just blanked. So edit this out, Suzanne. Okay, what I'll is edit it out. Sharon Horgan. <laughs> I love her. Say it again um, like you're not so surprised so I can yeah. edit it in. <laughs> Sharon Horgan. <laughs> um, no, I do love Sharon Horgan who is, or is it Hogan? Whatever. Uh, it's Horgan, I think. <laughs> um we're professionals yeah she's the <laughs> she helped adapt this and make it for tv and it is just it's a great story uh and then i've been listening like every basic girl out there i've been listening to taylor swift midnights oh yeah it's really good really good it's been on repeat and then my learn i mentioned in our intro that mark just turned 50 i have 14 months until i turn 50 so his birthday really sparked thinking about me. It's all I've about only me, got me, one me.
2: week. It's next Monday.
1: Yeah, get started. Get started. Yeah. And so it was really eye-opening to me and really soul-opening to me because I decided I would just quickly make a list of 50 things I wanted to do before I turned 50. Mm. And I did it quickly. I thought, I bet I'm not going to be able to come up with 50. I came up with 50. I still might switch a few of them, but I brain-dumped this list of 50 things. I've already started making progress on some of them. I have set goals for myself. Some of them are very little, like I'm getting my ears pierced. They're already pierced, but I'm getting some more holes. And some of them are big, like getting an agent. Who knows if I can do that in the next 14 yeah. months. But I have these goals that are set out before me. So it feels I exciting and it's really it. energizing. And it was a good learn for myself to be like, I, I can do this. I do have all these ideas. I can be a startist. It was yes. perfect timing with this I, book.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is I me. Just- what about you, Becky. Oh, okay. This is a fun game. And I had to think. So watching TV counts, um, my girls are here. So we're watching Abbott Elementary for the first time. I have have seen it and they can't believe that we haven't. So we just watched it for the first time last night. I'm obsessed. Um, Just to throw a plug in for my my oldest daughter, just wrote a book too. She writes for the John Oliver show. (gasps) Yes, we love John Oliver. That's so cool she and she won an Emmy this year so she was at oh. the Emmys and saw you know did had sightings of all the Abbott elementary people and so, oh like,
0: how cool was, she fangirl big time
3: a, yeah um because you know the writers you know are not in the same place with the performer mm. I mean, they they use the mm. same restrooms but you know <laughs> <laughs> um so so yes watching Ale- Abbott elementary um you guys, I mean what's her what's her book? Did you say she has uh, a book? Oh yeah, she has a book coming out. It, it doesn't come out till April, but it's called Guide to Midwest Conversations and it's a humor book about kind of poking fun at the Midwest. Oh my so, Wait a minute. That sounds it. so familiar. What is her name? Taylor K. Phillips. We've it's, been we talked about, about a, Midwest
1: Nice recently, so maybe No, that's but yeah,
3: this is some Midwest Nice. She's not doing a national press, but okay. you might follow. I, I mean, that my, probably is. I bet yeah. I do. I bet I do. Okay. So You're we'll, so we'll link to her social stuff too. Yeah, we'll, we will. Maybe we can do a mother daughter thing sometime uh, since it doesn't come out until April. Uh, she's not talking about it much and she, yeah. she's help me with my launch. And of course she's so much farther ahead than me because she's like a little celebrity since her Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love that. Good for her. Yes,
3: I have. You know, three Twitter followers. Oh, I'm and thanks for the I swear <laughs> the <that> John
2: <laughs> Oliver's show is the only thing that's giving me hope in democracy. Uh, or I feel like uh, it's saving it right now. So uh-huh. hats off yes. to her.
3: And so listening, I'm listening to the tapes in my head because I've got these. I can't help it. the The corn song. The I oh like. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, corn song. The Suzanne's
1: very good about staying off of the TikTok, but I am not, so I hear the corn song all the time.
3: You guys, is the yeah. band Corn or is no it about plan. corn? It's a little describe. boy. There's a little boy that likes corn and uh-huh. they made a song about it. And it's his voice, so you can hardly discern what the word is. But yes. my daughter's book has, you know, again, it's a humor book. It has two ears of corn on it because the artist that was designing the cover, he said, like, what's some visual that like unites the Midwest or makes you think of the West? And she said,
1: corn, corn.
3: (laughs) So this song is perfect. I did not know it's a TikTok trending song. Cannot get it out of my head. Google it so you can watch the YouTube or go to YouTube. I'm scared. I'm tempted to do it. I'll right send it now. to you, <laughs> it's
1: just I mean, the little boy is so darling, and it started with him just explaining why corn was his favorite oh. in the most heartwarming way. Oh,
3: it's and a big And then lump somebody knobs.
1: is what he yeah. says: big yeah. You can't imagine a more <laughs> beautiful thing. It's <laughs> oh oh good
2: juice. Okay, that I know what I'm doing immediately after this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: darling little boy, and then you'll be. A, humming about corn all day
3: long. I bet mean, I'll be yeah, listening I, to that. Oh my gosh. So and I'm have you a, learned anything? And I'm learning TikTok, you guys, thanks to Irma. It was a great, oh. uh, you know, workshop about TikTok against my better judgment, against everything I am. But the thing is now books sell on TikTok and I'm yes. actually having a blast. And it's, um, it's something I'm giving as a tip of how to practice starting because um the woman who gave the workshop said that it takes her 20 minutes because these things you you feel like you know the youngins take five minutes and post this artwork i say be be straight with me how long does it take to do one post and she says i spend about 20 minutes so 20 minutes for one post okay but that makes
2: me feel better because I do feel like I am the slowest person in the world whenever I, I try too. to do one, and I'm like, I must be doing this wrong.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm learning. I'm learning TikTok, and I don't hate it. So okay, Go I know, I'm, I'm going to find you on TikTok it. and follow you. Oh, thanks! You'll be like 18. <laughs>
1: uh, that might be more than we have. <laughs> That's more than we have. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we post a TikTok. Although we have a big TikTok secret coming. Oh, like that's we true. We have a big plan. It's so secret. I almost forgot to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh it is so secret. Both of us have failed to really make a lot of progress on it. Uh, we'll but start. until episode, you, we have a little
2: TikTok. Once plan. November 2nd hits, it's, well, actually, that's a lie. Because then we got to go on college visits. But no, it's the like, this has just been a... The November yeah, 1st you've deadline had a couple has crazy been weeks. like, burp, burp, burp. Mm. okay, do you have a couple minutes? Oh, we've already put you uh, over your 11 o'clock uh, start Are or... you going to do one? Yeah. Or, so yeah. Gonna, oh. Yes. Yep. Or I was, was going to let you
1: jump off if you didn't have time.
2: Oh, I'll just, <laughs> I <was> gonna, I'll <laughs> just, well, just tell I'm Missy.
3: Here. What's your TikTok <laughs> handle? What uh, is our TikTok are, handle? Missy? Are we Mom
1: and Pod or Mom and Podcast on there? That's so crazy that we That's don't know. I'm going to find us real quick. Okay. Yeah, it's Mom and Podcast, all one word. Mom and Podcast with the and spelled I out. Am. Okay. Yep. And there's. It will be updated ah, shortly. And I accidentally just <laughs> opened it and started playing one. Could y'all hear that?
2: No, I can't. Okay. Yeah. I have a look. Okay, what's your look? My look is this book, The Plot, which. Oh. I just get my husband's castaway books. Like, <laughs> he reads a lot of books because he just got an agent. He is yes, working he on his book. And so he's very much more in the suspense thriller genre than I am. But I'm really getting into a lot of these books. And it, on the top of it, it says that Stephen King loves it. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. So it's called The Plot by Jean-Jean uh, humph Carellas. Oh, but it's so interesting. I'm going to read just because I do such a bad job of summarizing books, but the main character is this guy, Jacob, and he was a promising novelist and had a respectable publishing career of his first book, but then everything kind of went, bleh, bleh, and now he's teaching at a third rate MFA program and struggling oh. to you know just get his mojo back. And he gets this student who's just this total asshole really super arrogant and announces that he does not need you know teaching help because the plot of his book is so good that no one could mess it up it's like the best plot ever and of course the guy's like yeah sure it is but then he tells him the plot and he's like oh my god it is <laughs> like it's the best and then so he keeps on following up to see if this guy ever writes it and then finds out that he died And a a lot of this, this isn't super spoiler alert. Like this happens pretty early on. And then the whole rest of it is like, do I take it? Do I not? If I do, what does that mean? And then like, so anyway, um, for, for us writers, it's just this fun idea of like, what do you own because it's like you know it's a plot if he just takes this general nugget of an idea there's only so many ideas in the world kind of thing and you know, that the actual creation of writing it is the is the artistry so it's just kind of this interesting like what do we own what do we not own you know we get really nervous about the sharing ideas but then you listen to the hashtag am writing podcast and they'll totally tell you like there's really only six stories in the history of mankind and And it's like yeah
1: like it's an old old book i have it on my shelf and so i'll try to find it for show notes because it's not coming to me now but there are like six main storylines and like if you watch hallmark i think is the best one you see every basic story retold yes these tropes all their hallmark movies are is just these six basic plots with different hats, Yeah. You know.
2: But this one was really fun. It was super quick. And it was interesting because uh, my friend Allison, who is a literary agent, she knows all the ins and outs of books and stuff. And she's like, you know what? The author who wrote that book was actually having a hard time writing this book, which is The Late Comers, and mm. was getting stuck. And so just kind of threw this book together as like a
3: cleansing of her brain to oh, so that see? she could go back and work I've on looked- this i know isn't that interesting so i just had to get out of her way story i'm gonna i'm gonna look that look into that yeah but it's
2: so interesting because this one is such a different read it is very much just like easy breezy fast like you know how i am usually i fall asleep after a page but i was like reading chapters and going and going Mm. and going whereas this book i started reading and it is it's like a page at a time and then like (sighs) not that it's like bad i mean it's the same writer still a really good writing still a good story and in fact alice just a different pace that this is one of her favorites that she's read in a really long time. And I really, she's got great taste in books. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. going to stick
3: with it. But so it's just... So what if they had said, I have this idea for this other book, but I'm not going to start until I finish this one?
1: Yes,
2: you wouldn't exactly. have exactly.
3: Read... Exactly.
2: And then she wouldn't have had Stephen King saying that this is his favorite right? book he's read in a long time. So... That's
1: encouraging because that's oh. kind of what I did. I put the first one aside because yes. it's not coming together. And I just started the next idea because that feels like it's coming together really quickly. Yeah, good
2: for you. And that was the thing. She just kind of needed to flush some stuff up or shake it out or I don't know what. So it does happen. And apparently this one is also amazing too, but I am going, it's going slowly. I'll come back to that one in about three months when I finish it one page at a time at night. There you go. Um, So that's what I'm looking at. I am, oh, I don't know. I don't know that I'm learning anything. Um, I'm, I'm learning to back off a little bit of my daughter and her application process because i'm just like it's just, there's only so much you can do and i cannot help with the art portfolio i mean i'm helpless it's not like i can <laughs> do anything there um yeah, so she just has to do it i know so i was oh trying to overcompensate with the writing portion because she sent me her essay the big common core essay Uh, Yesterday, like that was the first time I'd seen a single word of that thing. She's been kind of working on it with her English teacher, just working on it herself. And my husband's a writer, I do do some writing. (laughs) like. (laughs) And so that was, I was very proud of myself that I did not see it until this weekend. But then my first thing was like, you know, oh, we could just tighten this up here. Or we could just switch mm-hmm. out this word choice here. We could do, So I did, the first thing I did, it was like, edit, I do, how about these edits? And, oh, this ending would be really fun. And I like, I had this one line, I told my friend, my same friend, Allison, uh, who had offered to read it over for her as well. I was like, this line I have is so good that I'm going <laughs> to apply college just so I can use it.
1: <laughs> She's That's
2: like, good. And she's like, that's great because Zoe has chosen not to use it. And I'm like, oh, and mm. I'm really proud of her because she's stuck to her guns. She yes. has taken
3: our input and she's kind of made it her essay. own. No. You guys, our daughter never showed us hers. We had zero yeah. input. Uh. She didn't give us anything. And then she, tut- she made her money tutoring, helping kids do their essays. And mm. she would say, she really helped them do was come up with a topic because they could if they get the right topic you know they can write it themselves and she worked in the admissions office and and she thinks you can tell it's she's gonna be fine she's an artist
2: she i know and it is it is so good and it's so good and i'm so excited because i really was i was like what if she shows me this thing and I can't even, like, I don't know. But no, I mean, it really was just a couple little tweaks. Like, what if you move this here? You you know how it is when you send something to your editor Mm -hmm. and they're like, the last paragraph should be your intro and blah, blah, blah. So that kind of stuff. And she's like, no, it shouldn't. I'm just going to go ahead. And, you know, she did a few little things here and there, but I'm I'm just super. Actually, it was kind of funny. The things that we did agree to tweak were things that other people had told her to do.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And maybe I think part of us was like, that doesn't sound like you, or that doesn't, you know, whatever. Interesting. Whatever it is, whatever school she gets into, I'm just really proud of her and knowing that, like, she got in because she's doing the full application process. I have not seen whatever that is. We did the FAFSA thing. So as much as I'm saying that, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy getting ready for this November 1st deadline, it is really just me, like spinning around in circles like a dog chasing their tail because you just have anxiety yeah it's just i can't focus on anything else just because It's like watching your kid up on stage at their first dance recital or whatever, like when you just hold your breath the whole time. And I'm just doing that. It's not like I am actually (laughs) participating in any meaningful way. This literally should take zero hours of my time, but it's just I'm not functional or helpful in Mm -hmm. any other way. It's taking
1: your emotional space, your heart space like that.
2: It's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. So that is when I say I am busy, it's not actually doing anything. It's just <laughs> I'm busy trying to keep myself out of her space, basically. Like every time I go by her like, door, I'm like, nope, knock, don't no, don't knock on it. Don't knock on it. Leave her alone. Let her do her thing. So, yes. And my listening is probably just listening to my husband who's like, it's OK. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's going to be fine. She, will. she
3: is. She's going
2: to make it. Oh, I know. I know. So, yes. I to, I, I'm art school's the hardest.
3: That's why I didn't go to art school. But I once she gets in, I, I hope to talk to you to hear how that parenting that is. Well,
2: oh, no, that's the fun part, because she's our artist who decided, when was it a month ago, Missy? That Not she even, actually, I don't think. She wants to become a physical therapist. So she's Trojan horsing the art portfolio to get her into these like awesome schools and then being like, whoop, I'm going to go take your chemistry classes. (laughs) Um, So that I mean, so she still wants to do the art. And I do think it would be a big loss to the world if she did not nurture her art. She's one of those, like you said, the, you know, the natural artist that Uh like it's like full of ideas. Yeah. But but she also has this side that wants to see surgeries and like work in yeah. a
1: hospital and do all this stuff. So, and she can do it all. Like, yeah. there's no reason why not?
2: Yeah. The, she's a startist. She's going to start mm-hmm. all these things. She's going to start chemistry. We'll see if she finishes it. And then, But it's, yeah, lots of different opportunities. But so, yeah, trying to find all these schools that have really great programs for art, but also for pre med types of sciences. So, yeah. It's few and far between, so that's why she's working really
3: hard to, Stephen, mm-hmm. find the schools. Um, you know, finding yeah. the schools, all that work that you did, I guess, last year. Yes, yeah.
2: yes, that is where
1: I did add a,
2: a touch of value. I'm good at researching. That is where crap. I feel like
3: I'm doing a lot of work
1: because I yes. just it's overwhelming to them, and my son doesn't have the first idea of all the schools that are out there. Mm-hmm. And well, neither did I. Oh, my neither, gosh. yeah, neither did I at that age, and I really wish someone had forced me to look more into it i mean people yeah. gave me resources and tools but at that age it's just overwhelming so yeah. two of her top five schools i'd never heard of before like six months ago so yeah Oh, there's a lot out there there's a place for everybody so yeah they just need a little help finding it
2: so yes big hugs to any other parents out there who are going through the yeah by the time this airs process. they will have
1: survived the early decision deadline well and then and the regular decisions and the coming regular deadline's 1st, coming.
2: <laughs> so some of y'all might just be ramping up and be in the heat of it whatever we we salute you <laughs> mm-hmm. we are there mm-hmm. with you oh my gosh but no I just love uh, get back to the book about uh, being your own startist and so starting more than you can finish and letting go of the shame. Of not having things perfect or not having things done all the time, and like we said with the books from this week, the plot in *The Latecomer*, there's a lot to be said for not finishing one and yeah. getting a little distracted for a while and coming back if it makes sense to.
3: So. Yeah, pause is a perfectly acceptable thing. It, yeah. Pausing on one piece of work to work on something else. I, w- I won't dive into it too much, but the brain actually needs that and for your book, you know, it could be, it, it is processing. If Mm -hmm. there's an unfinished project in there, the brain is working on it months and years. So just, just like treat it like it's a computer. You put the stuff in and it's just processing. I love that thought. I love that. I talk about that a lot with
2: my Cal, uh, my calculus class. I failed calculus miserably in high school, went and took it like six months later in college and set the curve with an A plus. And I, I firmly believe my brain just just needed, and I did, I quit halfway through calculus, because I'm like, I just, even with the teacher taking the test with me, I could not do it. And yeah, I think my brain just
3: needed that. Had to cook a while. I'm going to assign you something. I'm going to talk to students about it. You may remember there's a place where the early research was done on students in art school, an illustrator's Mm -hmm. class, Mm -hmm. graduating seniors. But I would love to know what your daughter thinks about it. If she reads it, like the the question is giving this information to kids when they're deciding mm-hmm. what to do, would that give them more confidence? Um, I, I think it will to say, yeah. oh, I can do this thing that I want to do or that I have to do and not wor- worry that I've chucked away all my opportunity for the future. I can keep Starting, I can start this now, and I can still start that later, but also to tell them that there's no shame, certainly not from your parental home mm-hmm. in trying things and dabbling right. in, because I only got it from neglect <laughs> <laughs> <What you> find <laughs> out is that you know when your parents are busy, like in the old days we were underparented. <laughs> You you take initiative and you try things because nobody's there to tell you not yes. right. Yeah. And stay right. in the this era of, you know, super concerned parenting. I won't say it's wrong, but we keep telling them, no, you know, you just have a year to get your portfolio ready. Um, implied in that is you can't do these other things. So I right. I hope this book tells us, you know, the empty nesting moms is the time that it came to me and those are my people, but I think kids will find something different in it. So if you happen to share it with your daughter, I'd love to get a review, a write-up. I do
2: think that is because again, this whole idea of the portfolio is everything is, needs to be finished. Like they want completed your best completed work. And it's
1: just like, I feel like that's an unfair ask for art school. Like they're going to school to learn more about art. Like it's unfair to say you're 18. Let me see your best. Completed works. Let me see what your ideas are. Let me see what your. Ability, her ability yeah. shows whether it's completed or not. Yeah. But no, I think All that's really interesting. Ability. I am going to
2: bring that up to her and yeah. you know what, I'm going to put the brakes on myself being that voice that is being like, okay, well you better finish it. Kind of, like I said, I thought some of them were finished and maybe inside her head, she didn't think they were, but um, yeah, I think that is an interesting thing to bring up and just remind myself for mm-hmm. myself and then also for my kids. Um, yes. So that they can have fewer years of that shame <laughs> and that, yeah, that negative voice not telling you it has to be yet. Done. No, you're done. never finished. We're not no, finished. We're all still cooking. Yeah. All
1: still cooking.
2: Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm so excited. I've got my, the, the book books coming and I've got the book coming uh, about doing the laundry or you'll die alone. We're going to have you come back to talk about okay. that. <laughs> love yeah. to. Uh, yeah. But thank you. And congratulations. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so exciting. Happy so tomorrow's the day. Um we will proud to... <laughs> yeah this episode is going to be coming a little later than the actual book birthday but we'll share okay. it in our group so people can get to know you a little bit before this episode right. airs. yes okay we'll, thank you so you
3: know. much oh my thank gosh thank you it's thank great you. to meet you this is so fun i'm a big fan i'll be i'll be out there ticking and talking with you, <laughs> I love awesome. it. Thank <laughs> you. all
2: right thank you take care Hi, bye Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out in between shows. You can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.